Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 368. Today is April 12th, 2022. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at InvestableWealth.com. Well, yesterday I gave you four specialty stocks. These tended to be obscure, smaller cap stocks. Today I'm going to give you a list of five large cap stocks that I own. These could be defined as old stodgy type companies, but I'm going to make the point that they're cheap. And I use that term as an attention getter. You know, they could obviously be cheap for a reason, but I am a big believer in identifying value. And one of the ways you identify value is by determining how much you're paying for future growth. Because the whole point of investing, and this is as opposed to speculation, but the point of investing, whether it's real estate or stocks, or for that matter, investing in some type of higher education, the whole way to assess the value of that investment is to understand how much you're paying for it today and how much will it be worth in the future. And that worth in the future is always based on the earning capacity of whatever you're buying, right? If you buy a college degree, you define the value of that education by trying to put some numbers on how much money is it costing you now to earn in that career in the future. It's the same thing with owning rental property or owning a stock. It's all about owning appreciating assets. So I'm going to give you a list of five old stodgy type companies that I own. Don't run out and put all your money in these companies. I certainly don't. I own about 140 different companies. These are just five that fit into that overall portfolio. I want to bring them up now though because I do think that they're cheap meaning that if you evaluate them based on their future earnings and what you're paying for them today, then that looks really favorable. Before I get into that, just a quick comment about the movement in today's stock market. Markets were up earlier in the morning. By the afternoon, they had all pulled back, and the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, all ended up being down about 30 basis points. What's interesting again today, and this is similar to what we saw yesterday, is that the small cap stocks, the Russell 2000, they significantly outperformed these other indexes. And what's really interesting, I think, about today's action is that while yesterday the small caps had better relative strength, they still overall were down, where today the Russell 2000 finished the day up 33 basis points, and that's compared to the S&P 500 being down 34 basis points. So again, it's interesting With the market dynamics that we're seeing right now, that the smaller cap stocks, the ones that have gotten really beat up since their November highs, these are the more risky, uncertain type companies. And yet, on a relative basis, they're showing better relative strength. And that may indicate that, yes, while things are still very uncertain, perhaps these small cap stocks have put in a bottom and we're going to see them appreciate from here. The other thing to remember about small caps, and this is one reason why I've never sold mine, while it has been more risky to be in small cap stocks when something like Omicron breaks out, or when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, or when there's more inflation, because these smaller companies, they are less secure by their very nature because they're smaller, so they have less access to capital, they're going to have to borrow at higher rates, they maybe don't have the pricing power to pass along inflationary pressures, like bigger companies do. You know, so these are all reasons why, since November, these smaller cap companies have gotten hit. 
However, if you look at the Ukraine situation and global instability that's been happening for a number of years now, that trend actually favors smaller cap companies because these smaller cap companies are United States or at least North American centric. Unlike the big multinationals, they don't have to worry about currency fluctuations. They don't have to worry about recessions in Europe or in Asia or any kind of defaults of other type of countries' currencies. These smaller cap companies are generally isolated from all those geopolitical risks. And so that would make them more favorable than the larger cap stocks. Well, anyways, just a thought on that. Let's jump into what I'm calling five cheap, old stodgy stocks. And I'm going to give you these with minimal commentary and in alphabetical order. Well, let me back up here too. As you research these on your own or look for other similar type companies, what I'd encourage you to do is not to just focus on the current price per earnings ratio or even what's known as the PEG. But what I'd encourage you to do is look at a couple different sources from analysts that have projected future price per earnings ratios for the stock that you're interested in. And that future price per earnings ratio is based on the current price for the stock divided by the earnings that are expected in, say, the next 12 months. Get a couple different versions of those because they will vary from analyst to analyst. Then average those results so you have a general idea of what that future price per earnings ratio is going to be. And then do the same thing with analysts that are making growth projections on earnings over the next five years. Again, average that number and then divide it in to the future price per earnings ratio. That'll not only give you a price per earnings growth ratio, but it'll give you one that's based on average future earnings that you've calculated from multiple sources instead of just pulling a number out of, you know, what Google Finance is recommending. It's a little more work, but I think it's worth the effort. So using that type of calculation, these five stocks that I'm going to give you, I would consider have a very favorable valuation. When I say that a stock is valuable or that it's cheap, and I'm basing that on what I'm paying for today based on what its future earnings are projected to be, what I'm actually saying is that that value is derived because it has a favorable return on investment. If you buy a stock for $20 that's earning $1 in revenue, then your price per earnings ratio is 20. But if that company is growing its earnings at 20% a year, then over the next five years, the earnings of that stock will have more than doubled from a dollar to a little more than $2.07. And remember, you paid $20 to own that stock five years previously. So now, based on the new earnings, your adjusted price per earnings ratio went from a 20 down to about a 9.7. That's your return on investment. You're paying now to continually earn income in the future. How about I digress? Okay, these five stocks that are in my portfolio that I've owned for a long time and for now I don't have any plans of selling, I think they're all valuable because if you can believe the analysts, the future return on investments are extremely favorable where the company future earnings are growing at a substantially higher rate than the price per earnings ratio that you'd currently be buying them for. So do your own research. Don't take my word for it. But here the companies are. General Electric, Goldman Sachs, IBM, 
Micron Technologies, and Charles Schwab. Hey, are these guaranteed winners? Absolutely not. If you remember, oh, I don't know, maybe five years ago or so, I invested in GE because it was cheap back then. Well, that trade got a lot cheaper and I ended up losing about 50% before I eventually dumped that position. But when conditions changed and I thought things at GE got favorable again, I bought back into that stock and I've more than made up that 50% loss from, you know, five years or so ago. And based on my current calculations, even though I've owned GE now for, I don't know, 18 or more months, it still looks favorable because their earnings continue to appreciate at a higher rate than the stock price has been going up. So there you have it. There's five old stodgy stocks. Until next time, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.